So the reason why it's cool that Warframes take three days to build... <laughs> no, no, no. Why is that cool? It's it's cool... No, be- it's not. It's cool because... No, listen. I'm it's, refusing. It's cool because... Uh, so the Warframes, none of them are better than any of the others. They're just like character classes. And as someone who does not play a lot of video games, uh, it's cool to just set something and be like, oh, this will be here for me in three days. That's cool. Okay. It's like perfect self-regulation. You're like, hey, I'll have this new item in 12 hours. That gives me time to play around with the stuff I've already got. Okay. It's really cool. I'm not starting the podcast this way. No, I, we don't, I don't want to talk about Warframe in the podcast good. under any I'm circumstances. I'm not starting the podcast this uh, But it is really good. And everyone should play it. I have played it. I put in the time. Yeah. The content wasn't there. It sucked. There's I'm 30, never going there's back. There's 35 Warframes. I'm never going back. 35 planets. I don't remember my login stuff. 35 hours of content. Plus, I don't think there's crossplay, so... That's fair. I guess you need to get it, like, on PS4. It's free on PS4, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I haven't booted that thing up in... Just 35... That's, that's a Spider-Man machine. That's a live cricket. Zero credits. Alright, John, I'm going to give you an option of the joke. To start off this week's episode, do you want the long one or the short one? Long one. All right, here comes the long one. Wait, can I rethink my answer? Nope. Oh, shit. It's going to wait for the page to load. <laughs> oh, good times. I know. Isn't this great? This is a long joke because I believe you have uh, what we call broadband internet, so if it's taking that long to pull it up, how long has it been since you had heard internet referred to as broadband? Like a while? It has been a while. Here's the joke. Tell me if you've heard of the pink ping pong ball joke. It's kind of famous. No, I have not. All right. A day before his 15th birthday, the son of a wealthy family was asked by his father, Well, my son, what would you like for your birthday? The son hesitated a moment and his father's thoughts leapt ahead to a new computer and similar things. However, his son had had a new computer only recently and could have a new one anytime he wished. Finally, the son said, Father, I have everything a boy could wish for, but there is one thing I would really like. I would love to have a pink ping pong ball. The father is rather astonished at this wish, but said, If it is a pink ping pong ball that you want, a pink ping pong ball you shall have. And so the next day, the son was given his birthday present, a pink ping pong ball. The boy took the ball to his room, and the next morning, the pink ping-pong ball was gone. The father was mildly surprised, but decided not to say anything. The pink ping-pong ball, however, was never seen again. The next year, a day before his 16th birthday, the father asked his son what he would like for his birthday. Father, replied the son, I have everything a boy could possibly wish for, but there's one thing I would really, really like. I would love to have a ten-pack of pink ping-pong balls. 
The father was more surprised than the year before, but kept his curiosity at bay, for he knew that his son had a, a right for privacy. He said, therefore, if it, is a, if it is a ten pack of pink ping pong balls that you want, a ten pack of pink ping pong balls you shall have. And so the next day the son was given his birthday present, a ten pack of pink ping pong balls. The boy took the ten pack of ping <laughs> the ten pack of balls to his room, and the next morning not a single ball remained, merely the empty husk of the ten pack. The father wondered where the ten pink ping pong balls might disappear to, but decided to not say anything. The pink ping pong balls, however, were never seen again. The next year, a day before his 17th birthday, the son was asked by his father what he would like for his birthday. Father, said the son to this, I have, I have everything a boy could wish for, but one thing would make my happiness complete. I would dearly want a carton of pink ping pong balls. The father was beyond surprised, but decided to make sure he had not misheard. A carton of pink ping pong balls? A carton of pink ping pong balls, the boy confirmed. I can't understand your fascination with pink ping pong balls, said the father, but if it is a carton of pink ping pong balls that you want, it is a carton of pink ping pong balls that you shall have. And so the next day the boy was given as his birthday present a carton of pink ping pong balls. The boy was delighted and took the carton to his room. The next day, miraculously, as if by magic even, the pink ping-pong balls had all disappeared. Dear son, said the father, I must ask now, what do you do with all those pink ping-pong balls? The son, however, was reluctant to tell him. Please humor me, dear father. The carton of pink ping-pong balls, however, was never seen again. The next year, it was clear that the son would get a car. But the father felt that perhaps his son also had some other wish apart from the obvious. So one day before the son's 18th birthday, the father asked him whether he had a special wish for his birthday. Dearest father, the son started, I have everything a young man could possibly want, but there is one craving in me. I would, more than anything, want a warehouse full of pink ping pong balls. One of these years, his father thought, I should get to the bottom of this. However, he decided to humor his son's wish. At least he had been wise enough to buy shares in a pink ping-pong ball factory. The next day, the son was given the address of a warehouse where all his new pink ping-pong balls were stored. The son was delighted and decided to spend the next night in the warehouse rather than at home. The following morning, the son stepped out of the warehouse but it seemed to be empty otherwise. The father had a closer look, and indeed, apart from empty cardboard boxes, nothing was left inside the warehouse. No pink ping-pong balls were left. The following year, one day before the son's 19th birthday, the father braced himself for another warehouse of pink ping-pong balls. He asked his son what his deepest desire was, and he had not been entirely wrong. Father, you have made me very happy these last years, and this year I ask of you a shipload of pink ping-pong balls, if at all possible. It was possible. If only because the father had by now bought each and every factory of pink ping-pong balls in the country. The next day, the father took his son to the harbor and showed him a huge tanker and told his son that there were millions, billions, trillions 
of pink ping pong balls in there. Father, the son said, you've made me very happy yet again. That night, the son spent on board the tanker. The next morning, not a single of the pink ping pong balls could be found, but the son was happy. A few days before his 20th birthday, however, the son had a terrible road accident and was taken to the hospital. His father visited the young man in hospital. My dear son, can I bring you anything to make you feel better? Weakly, then the son sat up in bed. Father, dearest father, grant me this wish. Just one ten-pack of pink ping-pong balls. The father held his sons tightly. Whatever you wish, my son, but I, I have to give you one condition. Even if it may be embarrassing, I must know what you did with all those pink ping-pong balls. Very well, father, but please indulge me first. I will tell you whatever you wish to know after you have given me the tink the ten pink ping-pong balls. The father thought that was fair enough, and the next day brought his son the, the ten axed-for pink ping-pong balls. The son smiled weakly, but seemed too weak to, t to talk. Son, I leave these pink ping-pong balls with you, and shall come back tomorrow to ask of you what you have done with all those pink ping-pong balls. The son nodded weakly. The next day, less than surprisingly, no pink ping-pong balls could be found in the son's hospital room. Now, my dearest son, apple of my eye, treasure of my life, please tell me what you did with all those pink ping-pong balls, the father requested. The son nodded, and the father gripped his hand tighter. I, the son started and sat up a bit, swallowing with a dry mouth. Ah, I, I... Then he died. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John getting down to the mysteries of the pink ping pong balls and finding out what our culture is doing with them. I uh, had never heard the uh, one before. You've never heard of the... T <laughs> I like it. It's funny at the it's, end. It's... it's Dreadfully funny, right? Yeah, very good at the end. Oh, man. Man, it all came together. <laughs> what was your favorite part about that joke? Uh, probably the 10-pack of pink ping-pong balls. Oh, the first one or the second one? Uh, first one. Second one was sad. Oh, yeah. It, it kind of... See, it's a callback to earlier times, happier times, and then it just hits you yeah. with the, uh, the whole dead son thing. Yeah, I feel like most good uh, jokes end with a dead son. You know, if the, <laughs> any... Any joke worth its salt. If you've ever gone to any comedy workshop, you know that they say that there's three good ingredients to a joke. One, relatability. Two, readability. Two, three, dead son. Reliability, readability, and dead son. The three threes of comedies. Yes. Three comedies. <laughs> Three comma D's D E Z. You want to hear the sick part of this whole experience that we've just subjected our listeners to? Sure. I asked you if you wanted to hear the long joke or the short joke. I didn't have two jokes. Oh, they were both the same. They were both the same. Man, I should ask for the short one then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a dumb joke. Oh my god. All right. <clears throat> 
John. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you or our listeners. Mm-hmm. Our our dear fans, which we keep forgetting to call them. Yeah. Uh, this week, pretty dry on content. It's a hard week. It's a hard week. It's it's the hottest week I've ever lived through. I uh, was driving, and the thing in my car that tells me what the temperature is outside uh, gets a little skewed. You know, it's a car. It's made of metal. It's at 112 degrees. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was about to go for one of my patented long walks, and I was like, hey, what the hell? Check the time beforehand. My uh, phone gives me the temperature before, you know, alongside the time. It said 106 degrees. Yep. This was at about 5 o'clock in the evening. This is untenable. I tried to walk to, like, a grocery store, which is like a 12-minute walk. Completely undoable. Yeah. Uh, brain cells start to die at 106 degrees. Is that a true fact? That's a true fact. That might explain I've had what I like to call stupid mouth for the past couple of days. That's when you, you try to talk like an intelligent person and for some reason it just comes out stupid. Just, just doo-doo words. Yeah, doo-doo words. Yeah. It's like, like uh, if you're trying to say a smart... Like, give me a smart sentence. Uh, <laughs> what an ask. Um, a smart sentence. Yeah, just an example of any classic smart sentence that you'd say to impress, like, you know, the dean of a college or the president of a newspaper. I will I will give you my favorite Douglas Adam line. Uh-huh. They hung in the sky much in the way that bricks don't. That's pretty good. Now, if you had a bad case of the doo-doo mouth, of course, if you tried to say it, it would come out like this. Bleh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it would be like, you know how bricks are? <laughs> yeah. It was, they were the opposite of the bricks, you know? The bricks that I referred to just a second ago, not them. I uh, I have a job where I talk for a living, and uh, I found myself going off on weird tangents and not remembering what I've been saying. It's, it weighs on us. Human beings were not meant to survive in the heat. <laughs> no, I, I have to wonder... Because, you know, the Earth goes through cooling and heating periods. I have to wonder if the cavemen of the past, if they went through a heating period, I'm not a historian, I have to wonder if they realized they were being dumber than usual. Oh, I mean, they were probably like, I think they went through the same thing. Give me like a smart sentence a caveman would say. They'd probably go, oog. Now, of course, if you try to if you try to say oog and you have doodle mouth, it's like boog. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> the joke I was gonna set up was like, what if they like you know the name's Og, but when it was hot, they only spelled it with one G. <laughs> oh, like uh, Og Vorbis. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a fully it's a fully lo- not fully lossless. It's a largely lossless audio codec. Oh, okay, kind of like a uh, what's an audio codec. It's like, uh, you know how you say things as a wave? It's kind of like that. You say things as a wave, as in I, I, I say words and they produce a wavelength? Yeah, like a dot wavelength file. Oh, like how we record the podcast. Yeah, like that. Like a codec. Like a codec. Not yeah. a codex. No, a codex uh, is, uh, you know, it's like a book of your enemies. <laughs> a book of, now, what was, what, would you, what did you say? I said Kodak. No, the other one. The, the Og thing. Og Vorbus. All right. We've lost them <laughs> at this point. Uh, one thing that I've experienced lately, but it's been hot. Uh-huh. It's been hot. And I'm not what one would call the calmest of drivers. 
I uh, tend fair. I tend to get real mad at the other drivers because they do stupid things. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's been happening to me consistently lately, and I I mean consistently, is when I'm merging on to an interstate or a highway. Mm-hmm. We I, live in Texas. It's nothing but those. Yeah, it's, it's all that. But uh, and when a I, bag of chips. Ha ha ha! You ever heard the expression "all that in a bag of chips"? Yes, I'm in the middle of a story. Okay. John, I'm sorry to interrupt. Rain it in. Okay. I when just, I'm merging onto just a highway, we would keep two things going at the same. We're not drug. We're not jugglers. <laughs> we're not drug dealers. We're not drug dealers. We're not jugglers. Anyway, when you're merging, when I'm merging onto 183 specifically, mm-hmm. uh, the lane ends that you get in. Mm-hmm. But e- even before that, this the merge itself in Texas or at least in Austin, when you get onto a highway, your lane continues into an exit ramp. Yeah. So if you don't merge over, you're getting off the highway. There's no choice. And people have been driving 10, 15 miles under the speed limit in the lane right next to the merging lane. Matching your speed so you can't get over. And this actually happened to me on my way home tonight. I could not get over. So you had to... So I had to exit. I was fuming. And I, I noticed... I'm not the calmest of drivers. I, I already admitted that. But I've been getting seriously mad way too fast. And I made the connection today. It's the fucking heat. Yeah, the heat makes people angry. Also, I would not recommend this to you or our fans. Uh, and I've only done this a couple times in my life, back when I was a much angrier person. If someone's doing that to you where you can't merge on, it really helps to like look at them. And if they're not looking at you, honk. And then when they look at you like... Like, do a do a jab swerve at them to freak them the fuck out. And then they stop, and then you can get on. Don't do that, because you could cause a serious accident. No, I'm already, I'm already accident shy already. Yeah. Don't kill people over wanting to merge. It, what, what really kills me is the people in, in the far right lane going 15 miles under the speed limit. When everyone else is going 70 around them. Yeah. And you know there are more there are more merging lanes coming up, and it's like the road hasn't changed in decades, unless this is your first time driving yeah. on that specific road. Which, sure, that could happen. But for everyone else who doesn't have that excuse, get over to the middle lane, which is always free. Generally, I find that uh, the thing about driving in Austin is that. People are so good about letting you over from a merging lane, like I'm not used to it. When someone doesn't do that, I get so angry. Because it's... Stakes are high in Austin. You're driving very fast most of the time, and there are people everywhere. So I think that most people are on their shit, and they're like, we want to let you get over because we don't want to cause a problem. We don't We don't want to die today. Yeah. Basically, the the... Like, city motto of Austin should be, we don't want to die today. So they usually let you get over, but, like, when people are just, like, super self-absorbed, not letting you get over, even though your blinker's on, like, those people should be driven off the road. I mean, tonight, the guy was in my blind spot. Mm Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I could actually make eye contact and honk at him like you suggested. Yeah. And I put my blinker on, Mm -hmm. and And he he could see it because he's in my blind spot. Yep. Did nothing did, did to nothing. his feet. If I would have gotten over, he would have hit me. I would have hit him, you know? Yeah. And so it's just like, all right, that's it. I can't speed up because if I speed up, I'm exiting. Like, there's no room. And if I, 
he's in my blind spot. If I slam on my brakes to get behind him, there's a guy behind me. Like, yeah, you're in an impossible situation. It it was infuriating, and I, I yelled. He he does not realize how uh, detrimental to your situation his self centeredness is being. Uh, sometimes when people are in my blind spot, I will like do what I like to call a micro merge, where I I'm getting over. <laughs> Uh, and it's, it's his you re- will hit on you will hit your brakes. It's his responsibility to slow down, but also don't do that because no one should drive like I do when I'm alone. No, uh, don't drive like John. Don't, that that's the. It's just I don't know what to do because like I, I have anger management skills. I have tools that I, I use. It's all starting with a deep breath, and then I don't do the counting thing. But I like to think that I breathe in for ten seconds. Yeah. But it's hard to do that in the heat because you're breathing, you're breathing in just hot, stale air, and it just makes you angrier. I feel like, uh, I mean, being outside when it's hot is a fully unpleasant experience, even as relatively privileged adults like you and I are, because we will walk through, I don't know, 106 degrees, let's call it, fully unpleasant, air is unbreathable, you're being cooked, you get in your car, your car is hot. Uh, you turn your air conditioning on, you're just breathing recycled hot air, nothing... There's no fresh air when yeah. it's this hot. Everything feels claustrophobic, even if you're outside. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like a lot of people get murdered in the summer. <laughs> because people just can't put that shit away. If you think of, uh... What is that director's name? Is it... It's not Spike Lee. Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Do the right thing. Uh, that's Spike Lee, right? Spike Lee. Yeah, Spike Lee is Do the Right so Thing. So if you think of Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, mm-hmm. that happens on one of the hottest days in, in Harlem. Yeah. Mookie throws the trash can. Yeah. It's a fever pitch. Is that, is that... Yeah, I mean, we could take it to, uh, we could take it to another place cinematically that I think everyone could identify with more. Die Hard 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I was going for the artistic cinematographer. You're going for Die Hard 3... Die Hard 3, set in the middle of summer in L.A., I think. Is that the one where Samuel L. Jackson's a taxi cab driver that drive around L.A. to get all the bombs? Exactly. That's the one I have not seen. Uh, It is the second best Die Hard movie. I I mean, I saw one, which is the all-time classic, even though Bruce Willis recently came out and said it was not a Christmas movie. Okay, wrong. He's just an actor. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand. What do actors know about movies? Yeah, I mean, I don't fucking... I mean, I'm just just putting that out there. I don't go to McDonald's and I say, what's a McDonald's corporation about? (laughs) Well, no, you don't don't go ask the cogs how the tank moves. Yeah, look, sorry, (laughs) Bruce Willis. But I know how this works. You just helped make it. You were an employee. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you're not the director of Die Hard, who is... Oh, shit. That's a great question. Oh, no. really should know. So Die Hard 1 was the Christmas movie. Die Hard 2 was Christmas in the airport movie. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas in the airport, and then... And then they, they decided, we did two Christmas-themed movies... Let's go in the complete other direction and put them in L.A. in the heat. They made an amazing choice because the first Die Hard movie is very chilly, very Christmassy, very uh, sterile yet human. That's kind of the cool thing about the first Die Hard is how human it is. Uh, The third Die Hard movie is just humid, hot, sweaty, dusty, chaotic. It, It feels like... A sweltering summer in a big city feels, it just feels awful and packed 
and noisy and they're all these garbage trucks and where's the bomb and give me your taxi like it's it's very uh confusing the color palette's great you know uh die hard one absolute christmas movie die hard three is a great fourth of july movie oh and then you have die hard four sure with justin long yes they yep what are the redeeming qualities, Sean? Uh, the redeeming qualities are... Wrong answer. Yeah. There are none. Then you have Die Hard 5. Even worse than Die Hard son? 4. Uh, Die Hard... Son McClane? Die Hard 4 was like, Hey, I remember that? And then Die Hard 5 was a recording of the guy going, Hey, I remember that? And it's, it's weird that... <laughs> Look. Make your action movies sure... Don't string along these weird little, uh, not connectivity, but, see, this is a, a stupid moment. Continuity. Don't bring in your weird continu- continuity thing like, all right, they're married, oh, they're on the rocks, so who cares, fourth, oh, they're divorced. Your, yeah. your protagonist hero divorced his wife and now feels estranged from his daughter. Oh, by the way, he has a son he's never actually seen before. He's in the fifth movie and he's in the Russian mob. To be fair, they were separated in Die Hard 1. They were separated? I didn't pay attention. They were separate. See, that's why there was that whole story beat about how she's going by Holly Gennaro now and not Holly McLean. Oh. Yeah. If you paid attention to the first, let's say, ten minutes of Die Hard... Who is going to pay attention to the first ten minutes of... I tune in as soon as the power gets cut. As soon as the power gets cut and they're like, what are they going to do with those bear bonds? Yeah. Are they going to cut all those tubes with a chainsaw? Yep. Yeah. Is there going to be... That's when I tune in. Like, if I see that it's on FX, I'm like, all right, check the news. Get to the first weather segment. You're like, 25 minutes have passed. Now we're in. Now we're in. The power's been cut. The police are gathering outside. Ho, 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 I have a machine gun. That's when the movie takes off. It really does. And it doesn't come down. But uh, but but by the end of the movie, aren't they like reconciled a little bit, or am yeah, I? Yeah, they're reconciled a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Not reconciled. So they, so this this is actually an example of genius Hollywood, and that they don't get back together. He doesn't kiss her at the end. I don't think so. Maybe he does. Eighties were weird, man. The eighties were weird. But also, if you miss the first twenty-five minutes, you miss a lot of that Argyle stuff. That's really good. Argyle, Argyle, his limo driver, the limo driver who takes him to Nakatomi Plaza. I've seen Die Hard a lot, Henry. Wait, at the beginning of the movie, John McClane has yeah. a limo driver because he's been invited to this super swanky party at Nakatomi Plaza, which is a brand new plaza opened for a Japanese business magnate. Isn't he a police officer? So they send so Holly McLean, Holly Gennaro, works for Mister Nakatomi, and uh, she gets a, a plus one or whatever. So I think she sends an invite. To have him her, come. Her estranged husband. So they can talk about having a divorce. Oh. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. And then that guy who does coke dies. I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen Die Hard, but I only paid attention to the parts with the guns and the shoot the glass. And the and walk in the glass and the, <laughs> oh, there's glass in my feet. Do you want to watch Die Hard? I have it on Blu-ray. We can watch Die Hard. Okay, well, wait, uh... 
five more months. Yeah, I mean, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Why, the, be, why would you fucking watch it in the summer? It fucking? would be Bruce weird Willis to watch fucking, it at any other time. You know, Bruce Willis might fucking tell me what the fifth element, tell me, tell me what that, tell me fucking get out of here. He can't. He can't. He can't tell you. He can't. He doesn't even know what a multi-pass is. He was in that scene, but he doesn't know what it is. Uh, I don't even know what a multi. I've watched Fist Elements. <laughs> Fist. I've watched Fist Elements. Like again, stupid mouth. I've watched Fifth Element. What's the whole deal with the multi-pass? Why is that the takeaway for Chicken Good? You remember when she's like Chicken Good? <laughs> No, I can't understand. Is it oh. Mia... What? What's her name? The actress. Mia... Mia Jovovich. Mia Jovovich. I can't understand a word she says in that movie. That's fair. But everyone is always like multi-pass. That's, that's the takeaway for her. That's her takeaway line. People walk out of that movie. And they all say multi-pass. Holding up the obvious. Why? Who? Why? Because they ask her for a multi-pass. Uh, she gets... She has, like, uh, a tendency to... What do you call it when you repeat things other people have said? There's a Greek word Something for Something liloquy? Yeah, there's a Greek word for it. I don't know it, but I have it. Uh, yeah, so she has that. And uh, she repeats things people say, so she's like, multi-pass. So then, uh, eventually her constructed name is like Lilu, which is her name. Plus Dallas is... Uh, Bruce Willis's name plus multipass, a word she really likes. So Lilu Dallas multipass. It's not a good movie, is it? Uh, I like it. It's it's camp. It's fun. Gary Oldman's great in it. Oh yeah, he's he's wonderful. You can't even tell it's him. Uh, can you uh, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you say zero stones? Zero stones. Zero crates. That's a line from the Fifth Element. Is that? People's takeaway for Gary Oldman? Yes, zero everyone, stones, zero crates. Every character in that movie has one line they walk away with. Here, to be fair... Though, I'm Ruby Rod! <laughs> that is what he says. Uh, every movie with Gary Oldman in it has at least one. Throw me a Gary Oldman movie. Dark Knight. Throw me a Gary Oldman movie that is Leon the Professional. Leon the Professional. Everyone! Okay. That's his line. That's his line. That, that yeah. was parodied a few times in yeah. the zeitgeist. He's like everyone. People say like everything. You know, uh, what if Bruce Willis? Now let's imagine a an alternative universe, an alternate universe, if you will, uh, where people like believed Bruce Willis about this. Yeah. So I mean, by extension of that, could you just like believe what actors say about art? I mean, I don't know how much you should trust actors about the roles they play. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. These people lie for a living, John. Yeah, they're trained liars. They're trained liars. They Look, Daniel Day-Lewis was not actually Abraham Lincoln. I don't know who you've tried to fool. Yeah, he wore the skin of Lincoln. Gross. Which, which is what you call a costume if you're in the biz. Oh, okay. We call it the skin of the character. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, he was not Abraham Lincoln, nor was he Daniel Plainview, nor was he that guy in Gangs of New York. Behind it all, he was just some liar named Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, actors lie, and we shouldn't try... <laughs> Based on the conceit that Bruce Willis is wrong about Die Hard, 
we can conclude that actors lie. He knows that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah, but also, like, what if he was telling the truth? And let's say uh, you take a movie like, I don't know, The Royal Tannenbaums. Sure, I don't, I don't know anything about it. And then you just took Gwyneth Paltrow's word for the motivations of her character. You don't know if that's written into the story. Exactly. Only one person knows, and that's Wes Anderson. That's a Wes Anderson? It is. Talking puppets? There are no talking puppets in The Royal Tannenbaums, but... Uh, no. He's been a puppet man. Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Dog. <laughs> Fantastic Island of Fox. Oh, man. Movies are good. Uh, movies are good sometimes as long as you don't listen to the actors in them. Yeah, don't listen to the actors. I mean, <laughs> if Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, then, like, what is a Christmas movie? Name one. Name a Christmas movie? Name one Christmas movie. A Christmas Carol by by Charles Dickens. Uh, yeah. Like, adaptations of that? Yeah, adaptations of it, of course. Like the, you know, Scrooged. The, Scrooged. Yeah, yeah. classic Christmas classic movie. Classic one, The Muppets Present. Oh, that's a, that's a question, though. So Scrooged is, of course, uh, the combination of Christmas movie plus Revenant. In that oh. there is a Revenant in it. <laughs> okay. But Scrooge came out before Revenant. Yeah, no, there's just a Revenant in it. Okay, there's just somebody who's resurrected. Someone who's resurrected, I guess? I don't know, there's also death in it, but I guess that's also in the regular Christmas Carol. Yeah. Man, there's a lot of Revenants in Christmas. Oh, you mean just mean the ghosts? Yeah, I guess that's what I meant. Okay, but is a Christmas movie, does it have to have the word Christmas in it? Is that what Bruce (laughs) Willis Bruce Willis Bruce Willis is saying? Die Hard doesn't have christmas in it a christmas carol does it's not called die christmas yeah well no unless that is what the germans call christmas (laughs) that's what to say unless it's a german title that's that's a bad that is a that's a that's a bad name um yeah other christmas movies nightmare before christmas god damn it they all have christmas has christmas in it but then you you get to the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Uh uh-huh i mean is that explicitly a Christmas movie just because it happens it just happens Christmas during time? Christmas time it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie like Jingle- Bruce Willis yeah is Jingle All the Way not a Christmas movie no it, it's it just happens on Christmas what about Michael Keaton's magnum opus Jack Frost in which a deadbeat dad gets killed and gets resurrected as a snowman. He gets turned into uh, the Wheel of Samsara turns, and he is resurrected one up the chain from deadbeat dad to sentient snowman. Yeah, I believe that's it. Buddhism, right? Or, or Hindu? Sure. Or is it Brandon Sanderson's <laughs> Wheel of Time? Oh, uh, it is Brandon Sanderson's Wheel of Time. Uh, the Sword of Shannara. Yeah. We've been talking about Christmas movies way too much. Pretty much for the whole episode. It's July. Christmas in July! I know, that's this popular saying. But it's never true. It never happens. You know, Die Hard actually came out in the summer. Did it? Yeah. Oh. But it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this lately. Uh, the 80s had a, was like the rise of kind of like... The campy, sometimes, sometimes too serious action movie. Yes. For the sake of action, you know, like Predator, the original, and Aliens, and, and just, you know, Escape from New York, and the sequel, Escape from L.A., which was actually in the 90s, but I'm still counting it. Yeah. All of these, like, really great, stupid mm-hmm. action movies. 
And you really don't see those anymore. I feel like there was certainly something that happened in the 80s. Because if you look at the, I guess, action movies of the 70s. Generally, the movies in the 70s did have some some social ulterior motive with the story they were telling. Like, if you look at something like The Warriors. Like, The Warriors absolutely had, uh, like, a societal B-plot. It wasn't a dumb action movie that was pointless. Uh, you look at something like Death Wish, which is a bad movie, uh, but had, like, a societal undertone of being like, uh, oh, human beings are scum. Bleh. And then you get to the 80s and you get RoboCop, which, within the first five minutes, you just have an executive being gunned to hell by a robot... For seemingly no reason. For what it's worth, though, RoboCop might not be a good candidate for pointlessly dumb. Cause, pointlessly dumb. Because RoboCop, like Paul Verhoeven, specifically made a movie that was disgustingly violent. So the, the violence is the point. The, the violence is the point. It's supposed to be disgusting. It's supposed to be garish and be like satire on a police state. Okay. Uh, he also did Starship Troopers, uh, which is also a movie I mean, with a societal B-plot. But, I mean, look at things like Commando and Predator. All of the Rambos. All of the Rambos, except First Blood, which was about a guy coming back from Vietnam and then shoots up a gas station. Uh, But every Rambo post-Rambo one, absolutely. Uh, Maybe Rambo did it. Because uh, First Blood was such a successful movie, the sequels then were just... They just took that character and put him in cool situations. Yeah. So then you created a bunch of dumb action movies. And you don't, I mean, like, you don't really see that anymore. Like, off the top of my head, Skyscraper just came out, sure. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have the same feel to it, I guess, because of, he's a family man. And he, he you know, he, I don't know. Have we talked about... Skyscraper? We can talk about Skyscraper, but we can talk about something else. Rampage? Uh, <laughs> same movie, one just has a gorilla in it. And the other one just has The Rock in it. Jumanji? Uh, Jesus, The Rock. Uh, so, I have a quick question. When's the last time we seriously talked about uh, Derrida on this podcast? Gotta be episode two <laughs> off the top of my head. Okay, uh, do we want to talk about... I'm trying to talk about the death of the... A- I didn't touch that. I did. Oh. I'm talking about the death of the action movie genre, and you're and over here bringing up Derrida. I want to bring up simulation versus simulacrum. Okay. Okay. So as we know, a simulation is actually a, a replication of something that is real, right? It is an accurate representation of a real phenomenon, but uh, simulacrum is, to the best of my understanding, a representation of... Like, the idea of a real thing, right? I'm just the, dif- the dictionary definition is like an, Im- an image or representation of someone or something. Mm-hmm. So it's a representation. I mean, that's yeah, it's not a representation, a, not a recreation. It's not a recreation. Uh, so that's what The Expendables and a lot of the dumb action movies that come out now are. I completely forgot about that entire franchise. They they are not those dumb movies. They are not as pure. They're just representations of a certain kind of attitude that people attribute to that kind of content. So, we're living in a post action movie world we're just we all we have left are the remnants in the simulacrum but then you got stuff like hardcore henry 
Yeah, you have stuff like Hardcore Henry. I mean, it's doing new stuff. But, I mean, to a certain degree, it's tough to reach what we had in the 80s with action movies. And movies in general, because the 80s was like a time of pretty genuine artistic honesty. Being like, this is a pure idea. This is it. Whereas now we live in an age where like you can have a Hardcore Henry, but a Hardcore Henry is predicated upon a bunch of different preconceived notions that we as a society have about what an action movie should be what uh first person perspective means for storytelling and also certain like story beats that it intentionally subverts so you know hardcore henry is standing on the shoulders of giants whereas you had something like commando which was basically live action gi joe yeah it's can we live in a world of pure representation of things can you even think of a movie that's come out recently that doesn't seem to exist purely being predicated on previous works i mean that's a loaded question because everything they have to be right but you can argue that anything is derivative of anything else because by its nature it has to be well yeah well sure and we've gotten to the point where, where movies and books and there's just a lot of the volume of material of stories out there are so large that you can point to something and say, well, that's derivative of that. But mm. I will say Baby Driver. Yeah, I'd say Baby Driver was a pretty pure concept that was executed as well as one could. Uh, it didn't take itself overly seriously, and it uh, was really delightful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's built on a history of driver movies, of car mm. chases, of... of really impressive driving and it also has a huge inspiration from music that's well we i mean we've talked about baby driver before but combining all of those things i think is new and that's how you pull it off you have to sure acknowledge the past acknowledge what inspires what like have your inspirations but you got to combine it with something new to tell a different story that that's how you get away from original thought, as it were, in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, there is no original thought, I suppose. No. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, I would say that... I want a new action movie that's mindless. But not Skyscraper. Well, no, because that's all about Skyscrapers. It's not... He's got... I don't know why I don't like the, the, the concept of the movie Skyscraper. Henry, do you know what's really fucked up? What? Do you know what I genuinely believe is the nouveau, like, actual, like, action movie that exists just to be pure thought. What is it? Fast and the Furious. I know. That's the last one. I know, but there's eight of them. There's nine of them. I don't know how many there are. It's it's the Star Wars problem. It's entrenched in its own history. It It exists with it is itself now. Yeah, it it can't escape itself. Like it, they're bringing back characters, and she was supposed to be dead. And I'm I'm referencing six probably, and we're on like ten. And uh, don't forget, by the way, uh, Tokyo Drift, I believe, still takes place in the future. Oh, does it? Tokyo Drift. Maybe the second or third Fast and the Furious movie is, in fact, way later in the timeline. I did we not know We may that. have caught up with Tokyo Drift now. I do know there's... Han no- may have been integrated into the story. No, yeah, Han's in there. Okay, so yeah, they, they hit Tokyo Drift. I think he's Drift. in four. Okay. Or five. Man, 
I Fast and the Furious is insane. I want to watch it. There's going to be a spinoff. Spinoff television series? No, another movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Is it about cars? Yeah, but not... I don't think it has anything to do with Vin Diesel's character, whose name I will never remember. Uh, Robbo. That's... Because he robbo them cars? <laughs> he robbo... No. Well, see, originally he robbo them cars, then eventually he robbo them banks. And, and of course, he robbo our hearts. Yeah, and of course, uh, The Rock's character, Justice. <laughs> Justice. Look. Robbo and Justice. Those are high-throttle, high-octane, high-everything action movies, but they're not what I'm talking about. Okay, so... Do they have to not involve cars? No cars. Or skyscrapers? Just one man. One man. A gun. A gun. A bunch of Russians. Does there have to be a gun? You know what's, yeah. You know what's a genuinely good movie like that? I don't know about genuinely good, but I like it. What? You ever seen the rock movie Walking Tall? No. It's pretty good. <laughs> I just remembered. John Wick. Hell yeah, John Wick. All right, that's, that's exactly what we're looking for. That's exactly it. That's why everyone loves John Wick so much. It's what we wanted. But maybe maybe, it, maybe this is speaking to a production quality thing. They're so well made. All of the movies being made are well made. They don't have like that grittiness, that like cheap grindhouse feel that... Unless you specifically go after that like in the grindhouse thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's not like you can sit down and just watch... A really bad action movie? Mm-hmm. That's really what I want. A bad action movie. Okay, well, John Wick will not give you that. Uh, I want to watch Atomic Blonde at some point. You think that's a bad action movie? No, because the director of John Wick made it. Uh, so oh. it's probably very good. Well, then you're not answering my, qu- my my thirst. What's a good action movie other than the Fast and the Furious films? I, I'm talking about bad action movies, John. Not great? Not great. Uh... Hardcore Henry was pretty bad, but we've covered that. It was... It was my namesake, John. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I I am contractually (laughs) obligated to like everything with Henry in it. Henry VIII? Sure, sure. (laughs) Wait, the person? (laughs) Yeah, the person. I mean, he he had his reprehensible moments, sure, but... Henry Thoreau? I mean, he had his reprehensible (laughs) moments, but sure. Okay. Henry Hitler, <laughs> secret brother of Adolf Hitler. Well, he was okay. I mean, he, there's a reason he was secret. It's because he was nice. Hitler was like, I'm doing terrible stuff, but you, my brother Henry, I will protect by sheltering you from history. Yes. Change your last name Change to Thoreau. La- <laughs> yes. Change your last name to Thoreau. Use uh, this time portal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it must suck to be Hitler's brother because you're like, hey, that guy, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Yikes. Trust me, he was the black sheep of the family. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would watch a bad action movie. We should watch all the Fast and the Furious movies. We should. We should make a commitment right now here on the podcast to watch all of the Fast and the Furious movies. And I don't know what you could do with it. You know, it'd be awful. What? And we can't do it. What, something like the Worst Idea Ever podcast? Uh, something like that. What if... Because there's so much stuff that could come up. What if we committed ourselves to to creating a a supplemental reading... Series. Series for every Fast and the Furious movie. Not necessarily... Hear me out, Henry. Not necessarily in a row, but that would be funny. Yeah. But 
we commit that we have to watch every Fast and the Furious movie and review it uh-huh. over the course of an hour. Wait, all of them in an hour? No, each one oh. would have its own supplemental reading. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree to this. And Let's I, do it. I think right now is the perfect time, because it's summer. It's summer. A lot of political stuff is going on that we can't talk about because we try to be apolitical. And boy, is that getting harder each day. But this would be a, a good way to ensure that there is... Summer content. Capital S. Capital G. <laughs> capital C. Summer good content. Uh Oh, the Summer Good Content series. <laughs> That's, yes, that's what it's called. Summer good contents. Uh, and what a, what better month to start that in than in August, the month of nothing. Yeah, the month of nothing. I'm gonna go one step further. I'm gonna shake on this Fast and the Furious deal, and I'm gonna say the next time we sit down to record this podcast, it's gonna be a supplemental reading of the first Fast and the Furious movie. So next week, next week, the first Fast and the Furious movie. We have to watch it. Uh, do I have time to do that? Do I have time to commit to this? Uh. If we can, we can watch it together. That would work. Uh, I know that our local library has most of them. But are they in? Because they're in. When you, when you rent a movie, you get it for 30 days. Oh, wow. They were in the last time I checked, All but right. that was about a month ago. But I mean, yeah, look. The Fast and the Furious series. Look, wait, you keep them for 30 days? Yeah. I am going to put out an interlibrary loan card On for the next of four of them. Yeah. That's four podcasts. And then the four after that, this is perfect. And what, what I was about to say is, this series has gone on long enough to become culturally relevant, whether or not that was the original intention. Considering that they are consistently some of the highest grossing movies in the world that are not based on pre-existing material that are all original thought... I'd say there's almost no longer-running film series that's more fascinating. Considering we've given so many supplemental readings to Marvel movies, <laughs> we owe the Fast a- and the Furious franchise. And uh, let me tell you, I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, was it good? Does not warrant a supplemental reading. Oh, boy. I was really excited about it because I was living that Infinity War train. I know, me too. Did they bring me up... Me the- too. Oh, boy. There's always Me. next year, though. Oh, yeah. It starts with Marvel. Captain. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Played by Allison Brie. Let's... Ison... <laughs> Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Allison Brie Larson. <laughs> it's one of those... You know, Brie Larson is actually Allison Brie uh, Pant... Pantagram. What do you... Pantagram. What do you fucking... Anagram. Call it? No, when something's the same backwards as forwards. <laughs> it's a palindrome. Palindrome. Yep, palindrome. I was doing one... Have you ever had the... Were you confused Allison Brie and Brie Larson? Hold on. No, that's what I'm going to say. What about Allison Pill? <laughs> Stop. Have you ever had the extreme displeasure of watching Wheel of Fortune? Uh, yes, many times in the past. There's a category that's called before and after. Uh-huh. It's one phrase that leads into another Allison Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. I'm really excited for this Fast and the Furious thing. I'm not going to lie. And we shook on it. I don't know if you heard it because handshakes don't produce noise. Wait, hold on. We'll shake on it and give it, make it more audible. Shake. 
We did it. I put it in slow motion. Oh, I just made the sound. That was uh, <laughs> some some in the moment post processing. Okay, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you started doing inline editing. Oh man, it's gonna save so much time in the long run. I I really you know I really used to find it pretty annoying that whenever we like edited an episode, we'd have to like cut out things like you know when I would say. Or, you know, whenever uh, you'd talk about blowing up. Yeah, and now we can just do it while we're recording so I don't have to go back and add bleeps and boops. It's so much easier. And the sound quality. Magnifique. Italian chef kiss. Italian chef kiss. Is that that the closed captioning sound? (laughs) Like they do it and it just says Italian chef kiss. Singing with a music note, Italian Chef Kiss. I watch things on uh, Amazon sometimes, Amazon Prime. Don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> uh, it's ruining Whole Foods. Uh, but I listen, I watch things on Amazon Prime sometimes, and I don't know how to turn on regular subtitles, so I can only turn on uh, closed captioning. Closed captioning is a drag. It is. What's the opposite of fascinating? Oh, you know what was so weird? Have you ever have you ever watched Paprika? Wait, Paprika is that the daughter of Mrs. Salt and Mr. Pepper and uh, Clues Clues? No, maybe. Uh, what are you saying? Paprika is a movie by Satoshi Kon. It's uh, sounds Japanese. He yeah, he made the movie Perfect Blue. He made the series Paranoia Agent. Wait, Perfect Blue. Yes, is that the one with the aliens with faces that look like? Sure. Are there al- bug aliens? <laughs> yes. Then yes, not that's... In pa- not in Paprika. No, I'm talking about Perfect Blue. Stay with me, John. Okay. What is Paprika? Paprika is a uh, movie about dreams becoming reality in a horrifying way. Uh, it's also a movie about passion and youth, and it's one of my favorite movies ever, and it is the last movie Satoshi Kon made before he died. Oh, he's dead? He is sadly, yes. That's why anime's gone down. Uh, but no, I think Satoshi Kon made some of the best movies ever, not just animated movies, but... I started watching that on Amazon Prime, and you know me, subs over dubs, uh, but I was watching it, so my immediate instinct was I gotta turn subtitles on, so I turned on the closed captioning. It was already in Japanese with uh, subtitles on it. The closed captioning came on, and the closed captioning was in goddamn Japanese. Who does that help? I have no idea. It was over the subtitles, and it was Japanese translated into English characters. That's amazing. I've never seen that before. So, like, Nami was spelled out N-A. Yeah. Yeah. It it was so bizarre. That's amazing. It was really, really weird. Anglicized. Anglicized. Japanese spelling. But for what it's worth, though, I think people who do transcription for closed caption stuff, they're just contract workers for the most part. So maybe they just got the contract to do that. And they were like, well, I'll do it. Don't care what it is. (laughs) It's not my job to make the decisions. I just execute the orders. And I'm learning Japanese. Konnichiwa. Uh, But yeah, sometimes when you're watching like uh, closed caption stuff... And, like, music comes on. <laughs> music note. It's Sometimes it's music notes. Sometimes it will say, like, emotional heavy metal music playing. I'm like, if I'm in a position where I need closed caption, I'm not sure if I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not sure if that makes my experience better. What does heavy metal sound like? Yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, I, I never want to, like, make fun of someone for being differently abled. But, like... 
I just don't feel like that enhances the story to know that that's happening. I feel like they might feel the same, but we should get... Yeah. I'm not going to say one. A person <laughs> and check that. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, Henry, uh, it's probably really unlikely that they're listening to the podcast. <laughs> it's probably really unlikely. I, I invite you, dear listener, to back up, not 30 <laughs> seconds... <laughs> And here, John say, I don't want to make fun no, of the I differently mean, I'm not able. Making fun of them. And then he made the joke. It's not. I a, don't think they're listening to this podcast. It's not a joke. I just thought we were going in a direction where we were going to be. Hey, if anyone no, out there listening, no, I was not going to say that. Okay, I was afraid that oh that. My I was gosh. afraid that we were going to very genuinely implore people. Why I would like, I, I do don't that? Think, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> Obviously, that John. Do you think that little? Do you think? I'm that dumb? <laughs> I I just realized it. When I said the sentence to you, that's when I realized the contradiction. Oh my gosh. I feel bad. Oh, you should. Oh well. Uh, speaking of Japanese entertainment. Yeah. Remember a little while ago, I started an episode of our podcast with the phrase, let's get our gambling freak on. Oh, gambling freak show. <laughs> that was an animated show. I, I don't know if I revealed that part. I think you did. Okay, they made a live-action version of the same show. Great. Is I, it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Oh, good. I have not watched it because I can, I would not be able to handle that. Okay, so supplemental reading on that one, <laughs> no, too. never. Uh, oh. I watched an episode of that show after you talked about it. Oh, yeah? Uh, my girlfriend has actually watched all of it. Me, too. Before I even knew about it. We actually talked about it at, at several parties. Uh, yeah, I watched an episode of it. Really made me uncomfortable. Did did you not get your gambling freak on? You know, I didn't. Uh, you know, I was wondering maybe if the intonation is not let's get our gambling freak on, but let's get our gambling freak on. Like, let's get our freak on in a gambling style. That's exactly what it is. But I thought it was like, let's get our gambling freak on. No, no, no. Let's get, our, get let's get our gambling freak on. I guess is how you would say it. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because I was like, fuck, what's gambling freak? Other than where I uh, make a bunch of money on Little Mermaid Blackjack. <laughs> Little Mermaid Blackjack. Would you hit on a sixteen? No. Wait. Yes. Absolutely. Would you though? Because the house has to hit past a certain amount, right? I have no idea. Okay, hold on. Is it a soft 16? What's a soft 16? Is the 10 showing? Okay, so let's... I'm gonna say a scenario. Okay. You've got uh, one card showing it's a 6. Okay. You've got... Your your card that's down is a 10. Do you hit on a 16? That's a hard 16. Yes. <laughs> Do you hit on that 16? What, what's the house rule? Do they have to hit on... Until 17... What's the house rule? I, I don't know if there's a house rule. That All I know... Is that people tell me not to do that when I'm for real gambling. When you're for real gambling, there is a house rule. And the house is that the dealer has to hit on anything lower than, like, a certain number. Okay. Usually it's around 17 they have to automatically hit. Oh. So if you have a 16, that's sort of, like, the lowest you can go and still win. And, like, the lowest number you can get to remain in the game is 5. Yeah. And that's less than half of the possible the possibilities. Yes. So just don't hit on a 16. Don't hit on a 16. Soft or hard. What if... Yeah. A soft 16 would be... I've been thinking a lot about blackjack lately. Never... I mean, that's... You're... Okay. If you were to gamble, 
people say that that's your best odds of winning because it's fair. It's I mean, not. Nothing's they, fair. Yeah. Because they use multiple decks of cards. Yes. And that throws off any chance of it being completely fair. So, good luck. Yeah. Get your gambling freak on. Get your gambling freak on. And watch the live action version if you have no self-respect. What's that called again? I can't pronounce it, but it starts with a K. Okay. Okay, so if you guys want to watch the live action version of... Hold on, hold on. I'm going... Gambling anime is one of my top searches. Gamblanime. And I'm going to... Kakiguri. Can I say? Kakaguri. Kakaguri. Mm, boy. That's really hard. Kake. Kake. It's right there. Kakegurui. Kakegurui. Kakaguri. Kakaguri. Let's say that. Yeah. Kakeguri. I mean, why don't you want to watch that? Gambling freak. I'm showing you the listener. <laughs> uh, sexual gambling. Yeah. Hell yeah. Some people get their, uh, their jobs. Gambling freak on. Some people get their rocks. That's why I've been thinking a lot about Blackjack. Some people, <laughs> some people polish their doors. So I just want to ask you like a quick gambling etiquette question. Because you've watched question. a lot of it, right? So you probably know. Yeah, I've seen 21 with uh, the guy, Jim Sturgis from, uh, from uh, Across the, the Universe. I've seen Kakaguri Eye. Uh-huh. You've seen Can't Catch Me. I mean, don't watch me. What's the magician one? I, I've never seen Now oh, You See Me. Now You See Me. Okay. Actually, Jamie has both <laughs> Now You See Me and Now You See Me too. Comma, Now You Don't. Uh, no, it's not called did, that. And that's the... Okay. It's a real shame. Dan Harmon uh, did it. You know what's funny? Not funny. You know what could be funny? You know how people say, now you see me, now you don't? You know, like a magician would do. What if when a magician... What if when a magician did a trick, he said, come see me, don't watch me? <laughs> Why? Because I thought those were names. <laughs> now you see me. They're like, come see me, don't watch me. And then, gone, they vanish. No one would ever make a movie called Don't Watch Me. I'm not saying make a movie called that. I'm saying what if a magician was about to do a trick and they said, come see me, don't watch me. But you said because you thought they were names. No, no, no. That earlier, when I was trying to think of the name of Now You See Me, I thought it was called Come See Me and Don't Watch Me. Again, you thought the names of the movie. Oh, yeah. And no one would make a movie called Don't Watch Me. (laughs) That is... From a marketing standpoint. To be fair, though, you'd make the hell out of a movie called Come See Me. (laughs) Yes. You really would. Yeah, yeah. Because the marketing's in the title. Yeah. Whereas in Don't Watch Me, it's anti-marketing. You gotta try real hard to get someone to watch Don't Watch Me. (laughs) Don't Watch Me at the top of the charts this week. Oh, don't uh, watch me, starring guy no one wants. Uh, rename Iron Man the Wasp. Don't watch me. A lot of people. Okay, so recently I've been getting into more mindless, dumb mobile games because I've. It's the way my life's going. Uh, are they games that you like pay? No, I'm not paying anything. Okay, and so uh, not like Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, no, I stopped giving money to Fire Emblem Heroes, but let's not talk about it. Okay, so I started playing this game called Marvel Strike Force, which is exactly like Fire Emblem Heroes, <laughs> but with Marvel, but with Marvel characters. And looking at the forums, for some reason, instead of calling it 
Ant-Man and the Wasp. They've been calling it Wasp-Man and the Ant. And I okay. don't know why. Uh, weird. Weird choice. <laughs> Every, everyone's like, should I do the Wasp-Man and the Ant event? And I'm like, am I having a visual stroke? Am I having some kind of episode? <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe there's a secret Wasp-Man character. I don't think there is. Shit. <laughs> there goes that one. Uh, yeah. I... You know what's weird? We don't have time to talk about it, but... uh plenty. Getting into, like, weird deep dives with internet communities. I've recently, and I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast, but I've recently been playing a very popular free-to-play game. and It's called Warframe. You won't shut up about it. It's called Warframe. I didn't want to bring it up on the podcast. But you won't like shut it. up. You play a Tenno and you drive a Warframe... Who can't? Okay, it's so, just like a human being would drive a bulldozer. So there's this fashion community. It's not even the fashion community. There's it's this fashion community. We, when you when you get involved in something that to this point in my life I had no interface with this community or anything like it. Once you get kind of into something and you start looking stuff up and getting into it and you discover a community that has lore and humor and like mores. It's bizarre. It's fascinating shit. Like, going into something and realizing that, you know, it's this community that's been going strong for four years and has, like, meaningful discourse happening at a level that you can't understand. It just makes me want to learn more. That's why I used to get into fucking MMOs all the time. I I mean, yeah. If there was such thing as a digital anthropologist... One of the tribes they might study are the different communities that gather around these games. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's an entire language involved. Yeah. And, and uh, when, I used to be, when I used to teach English 101, we did this thing called a literacy narrative. And you would just tell the story of how you became literate in a subject. Mm-hmm. And one of, a prime example of that, sadly this never really happened, was like games. Mm-hmm. Video games. Because... There's an entire community, entire, like, social norms that are different from the outside world. There's a language you have to learn to become versed in this community. And it's not just playing it, but just to talk about the game you want to talk about, you better know the lingo. Otherwise, people are going to be like, uh, don't you mean SSR? Yeah. I don't don't know what that stands for. But I mean, like, the same thing exists in Warframe. Because, like, one of the big things in Warframe, it's an item, it's called an Orican Reactor. It's not called an Orican Reactor in any capacity by anyone who plays it. They're either blue or gold potatoes. <laughs> they say blue potatoes or gold potatoes, and that is the shorthand. Yeah. Because they kind of look like potatoes. And another gacha game I play, because I am a degenerate with no life, uh, based on the Fate series of anime. Oh, Fate Stay Night? That, that series of anime. Uh, when you're pulling on a banner, which is pulling for characters... If you're going for a specific character and another character pops up and ruins your pity rate, yeah, they they say, "Who'd you get spooked by? Oh, who scared you? <laughs> That's so bizarre." <laughs> like you're pulling for King Arthur, let's say, and suddenly an archer shows up, and you're like, "Ooh, I got spooked by an archer." Yeah, it's and I mean, I turn chat off in all games because I don't want to interact with people. But like when you do get t- I mean, this is a game where you play with other people. So like you have to. Y- you you pop in and then people just say full 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 question mark and everyone's like why 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 why? I'm like what's happening? 
Like, well, they're communicating on a level that you will understand in time. Oh, I learned what full meant when people type it like that. Is that it means, for the specific game mode are you playing, are you going through all the waves to get to 30 minutes so you get to the last level of the loot table before you drop? Gotcha. But that's what the word full followed by a question mark means. So not like doing quick in and out for the objective. Are we stretching this out so they get all the drops? Yeah, it's like, are we going all the way to the sea loot table? Yes or no? Okay, let's go. Full. Yeah, full. It's it's insane. It's so cool to me that these communities exist. And I don't think, I mean, I'm at an age where I will never exist on that level with a community ever again probably Probably. just because it takes so much time and i mean i like me some warframe i've been playing a lot but i've played for maybe 20 hours or 30 hours of a game that if you're serious about it you play for hundreds and hundreds so like i'm not gonna touch that i I mean yeah it's like eve online (laughs) i was in that that you was were. awful. Yeah, I was I was a pretty active Eve player. That that's a game that is fascinating. I mean, we've been using the word fascinating, I think, a few times today. Maybe ton uh tundred. A hundred times. But that's a game that's fascinating to read about, but it has to be written by like a translator for layman. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if if you walked into like a like a thread in any of the private forums that like Eve Corpse had, and they'd they talk about you know baseline things like they just say isk when they mean money because isk was money, but uh, they would also talk about things uh, like swarming, and they would keep referring to like goons, and they talk about blobs and clouds. Goon squad, goon squad. That was me. Oh, you're in something awful. Yeah. You're a terrible person. Yup. Wow. Uh, you paid five dollars. <laughs> uh, ten dollars. Excuse me. You paid ten American dollars for the right to use an internet forum. I did. Uh, but it's uh very bizarre. It's so cool to me though. Like as a as a casual internet anthropologist, it's fucking awesome to see that stuff. Like I. Most of my enjoyment of Warframe is kind of engaging with that community a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I also made a dumb mistake because I did turn on, uh, I turned on chat and I had gotten some dumb item and I, I just like typed on my fucking PlayStation controller because I wanted to know. I was like, what's a miter blade good for? And people were like, liar, liar, you don't have a miter blade. Where did you get it? Apparently it's like a super rare drop for building a thing, but like, I just had a simple question, but then I immediately knew that I should not have asked it. So that's why you keep wanting me to play Warframe, so that you can brag about your dumb miter blade. Uh, I have nothing in that game. The only reason I would want other people to play, uh, is cause it's fun, and it's more fun to experience these things with other people, but I understand there's only so much time in the day. Yeah. I, okay, for what it's worth. There's no pressure for you to play Warframe. For what it's Totally worth, unnecessary. I remember the movement of that game being awesome. Oh, that's... That's the, the my favorite part. One of the main selling points is, like, you can run and, like, slide and... Yeah. It's great. It's got a real Bayonetta thing going on. But uh, from what I remember, the game is tough and I hated it. Um, it's a lot easier than it used to be. No. Uh, <laughs> you can solo the first, like, 20 hours... 
You couldn't back in the day. Or, like, there, there, there wasn't a story mode back then. It was just multiple weird missions. Yeah, it was weird missions. It was, like, wave-based stuff. There's wave-based stuff. There's a full story now. There's, like, a full progression. It's worth revisiting, but also it's a huge time sink, and it's totally unnecessary. I thought you didn't want to talk about Warframe. You put me in a corner. You asked me multiple questions about Warframe. So I'm allowed to put Baby in a corner? Uh, how is uh, fucking Marvel gotcha, Pawn? I've only been playing for six days, John. Six straight days. I'm only level 28. Do you have uh, the Hulk? No, but I'm... Okay, so the way it works... This is stupid. We're not going to talk about this. No, why do you like it? You get character shards. Uh Uh-huh. And you need so many shards to unlock a character. Oh, like you need parts to build a warframe. Exactly. And you could get shards by putting money into the game and getting orbs uh-huh. that unlock in the shards. Or you could put in a lot of work. Or you can do achievements and milestones and unlock shards bit by bit. Mm-hmm. And I've got a good number of Hulk shards, but you need a hundred. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a lot. So, so far, all I have are Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Luke Cage. Oh, uh, Luke Cage. Some guy named Crossbones. No idea. Uh, Electra for some reason. Pretty good. Uh, and then they've they've got a generic grunt units. So really B tier superheroes like Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not the main line. Not the main line. The uh, Tom Holland. They're all there, and you can pay twenty bucks and just unlock Captain America. Wait, all of them? Yeah. Let me ask you. Mister Mezzelplek is DC. That wasn't what I was gonna ask. Who? Uh, Thanos. Yeah. Okay, so you, you gotta pay money for him. He, uh, you cannot unlock him by would, other means. That would make sense. Uh, Star-Lord. Yeah. But, like, not from the movies? But, see, they run alongside the movies. Ooh, Squirrel Girl. She's not it. Modok. The mind-taker? Modok, the mental organism designed only for killing. That's a Spider-Man villain, is it not? I think it's, like, a Silver Surfer villain. Is he a giant brain and a... He's a big head with little arms. Yeah, I remember him from Spider-Man for some reason. He was probably in Spider-Man. There was a lot of carryover. One might say that there was like a Marvel comic book universe. Yeah, he's not in it. Bullseye's there. Oh, eh. Fuck Bullseye. Wasn't well, great... Colin Farrell Bullseye? Yes, he was. And he had an imprint on his he head. He had an imprint. He killed someone with a paperclip. This has been a movie-heavy episode. I love movies. Movies are great. We I'm, should get in touch with Doug Benson and get on his I Love Movies podcast. We should. We should get in touch with uh, Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott and get on their I Love Films podcast. Oh, is that after R.E.? <laughs> <laughs> you talking REM? We're R-E-M? talking about other podcasts on the podcast. I we know can't do we're that breaking thing. rule number one. That's untenable. Number one rule is broken. I've started watching Mark Maron's show. Maron, this is the last thing we're going to talk about. Uh huh. And uh, I'm starting to sympathize with him. Also, he's on Glow. I'm no. starting to sympathize with him. Are you softening the beef? I'm softening the beef a little bit, only because in like the second episode of his show, Maron. Mm-hmm. He covers somebody who, like, heckles him, and then it just doesn't feel, like, it feels like well-trodden ground now, and I didn't know that it was well-trodden, because I didn't watch the show. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so the beef's more tender now. Yeah. The beef's been marinated. It's been marinating. 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 Yeah, we both both realized it at the same time. Mark Marin, if you listen to the podcast, have us on your show. We'll go to your garage. Yeah, Mark Marin. Fly us out, though, because we can't afford it. Mark Marin, sorry for making fun of you for, like, 200 episodes. You could fly out to us, and we could do... I mean, you're used to doing your podcast in your garage, so you could you could 
sit on the couch in between us in a hot apartment. It's a lot more comfortable than uh, a garage. Eh, well, it is really hot. It's very hot. Wait till winter. Wait till winter. Oh, I can't wait to uh, greet Mark Marin, our little winter soldier. Yeah, our winter soldier, Mark Marin. <laughs> uh, for real, though, I know the podcast is waning. I'm very excited for this new project we're, we're taking part in. Fast and Furious. Fast. All 11? There's like eight, right? Nine? Nine, probably. Was there one after Fate of the Furious? Because that one was eight. I think Fate of the Furious was the most recent one. Uh, so then there's eight. Okay. Gonna be nine soon. Uh, I look forward to that. Some good, some summer good content SGC series. And uh, I think with that, we can safely end the episode. Well, why don't I just do the social media plugs? Uh, I think I can take it this week. You want to rock, paper, scissors for it? All right. Rock, rock paper, scissors. scissors. Oh, you oh, won. Man. Damn. Oh, oh man. Pretty good. Oh, shit. You want to go, you want to go again? Hey, I can go okay. again. Rock, rock paper. paper. Oh, you oh, won. You won. I, I can't won. believe it. Oh, so you get to, you, man, that's crazy. You that's get a to, tie. That's, you, that's okay, a tie. so we have to go. <laughs> okay, we'll get a countdown before we rock, paper, scissors. All right. Hold on. Let me catch All right. Okay, we're going to count down, <laughs> but then, then we're going to rock, paper, scissors. Because it's going to go one, two, three. Oh, you won! Oh, man, I, you I, won. I just threw out scissors. Oh, wow, man. that's amazing. We weren't even playing it, and you won. I, oh, I guess you, it, you get to do you get to do the social if, media plugs. If you insist. Yeah, I mean, you won, fair yeah, and square. I mean, it's out of three, two out of three. Uh, so if you would like to get in contact with us about your interpretation of what the wasp man and the ant is, or about uh, the Mothman and your aunt, man, I find it really hard to pronounce aunt, ant. Some people say A-U-N-T is ant, and I just, I, I just don't get that. Anyway, you can contact us and ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com, which stands for Henry. Jesus goddamn Christ. <laughs> My you phone's think, gone off three times. Sil- you think you could You would think it. after the first time I would silence it, but I I was I was really dumb and thought surely no one surely else will message. There me. won't be any push notifications from my fucking Marvel gotcha pawn. That was only two of them. Let's go. Oh, so is that oh, so that's what ZCPC WHA stands for. Uh, if you want to send us your reviews of uh, your favorite pointless time sync video games, you can send those to zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. I promise if you send us something, we will read it. We are on Facebook at the Facebook search bar. I don't know, you look up Zero Credits Podcast, you'll find us in there somewhere. We don't have a big Facebook presence. Honestly, it's kind of our biggest presence. We stream video games sometimes on twitch.tv slash zero credits. Who knows? Uh, Join my Warframe clan. And really a very important thing about the show, if you do enjoy it, is to leave us an iTunes review. I know that it can be kind of a hassle. Who wants to go to the iTunes store on a computer? Not me. But if you love us, you'll leave us an iTunes review because that's the easiest way for people to learn about the show. And the best way for people to learn about the show, I know that we've all had a case of the stupid mouth, but if you can just pick your stupid mouth up off the floor and manage to flap your gums in someone's direction and mention the podcast, that would be great because once again, you know it, you love it, word of the mouth is the only way we can survive and we can't do that without your help. So tell your friend, tell your friend, tell your friend, tell your friend. And from all of your friend here at the podcast studio apartment, what? 
Take that one more time. From all your friend here at the Zero Credit Studio apartment, we want to wish you a hot and happy week. Hot and happy. Hot and happy. Hot and happy. It's my new cologne line. The hot and the happiest. Made with pepper spray. (laughs)